0: In this first episode of Post-New York Alliance's Generation Next, spotlighting bold new work by emerging New York filmmakers and post-professionals, director, screenwriter, and playwright Mariel Heller talks in conversation with picture editor Anne McCabe about their collaboration on the feature film Can You Ever Forgive Me?, produced by Anne Carey and starring Melissa McCarthy as writer Lee Israel. Mariel Heller is best known for her award-winning debut feature and play The Diary of a Teenage Girl. Anne McCabe's feature film credits include Adventureland and Maria Full of Grace. We met up in Anne's New York edit suite and started off by talking about the real-life story behind the film. We just
1: finished working on this movie, Can You Ever Forgive Me? It's a searchlight movie with Melissa McCarthy in a dramatic part. And it's based on a real woman named Lee Israel, who was a biographer who was semi-successful in the 80s and 90s. She had written biographies of famous people like Tallulah Bankhead and... Dorothy Kilgallen, and she's down on her luck, an alcoholic. She can't pay her bills, and she ends up forging letters from famous writers like Noel Coward and Dorothy Parker and stuff, and she's such a good writer that she gets away with it for a long time before the FBI comes after her, and it's based on real events. And it's a very New York story. It's set in 91 in New York, and she's just a total typical New Yorker in a little tiny apartment in the Upper West Side, like making her way through the city virtually invisible, someone no
2: one would pay any attention to and she's really doing all of these crimes behind closed doors. There's a line in the movie, she says, I'm a 50-year-old woman who likes cats better than people, not exactly hot and sexy. So um, (laughs) she's a writer that people are not that interested in anymore. Mm-hmm. But she's also just a great character, really smart. Smart, funny, funny and kind dodgy. of an
1: asshole. <laughs> kind of an asshole, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: And, and it's nice to see a female character who's
1: kind of an asshole, too, because it's yeah. like we always have interesting male characters who are difficult people, and we can love them despite that. And it's rarer to find a really great, well-written female character that I think is as difficult of a person, but we still love them, and she's totally that. She ends up striking up this sort of surprising friendship with this gay guy who's Richard E. Grant, who has had his own touches with the law and doing things
2: illegally and stuff. So he ends up kind of helping her in her crimes. And that's probably what's so interesting about the movie is the odd pairing, the odd friendship between the two of them. Yeah. There's something kind of
1: nicely radical about the fact that this is a movie about two gay characters and the movie has nothing to do with them being gay. That's mm-hmm. just who they are. It's just who the characters are in the movie. The movie is much more about their friendship and about their identities and this struggling identity of this artist who's trying to figure out who she is when she's sort of voiceless and nobody's really paying attention to her art anymore in the wake of AIDS in New York. And I just kind of like that. I feel like we're in an interesting point in culture where we can be making stories that really cross lots of different boundaries, but they don't have to be statement pieces, sort of.
0: I asked them to talk about how they both got involved in the project.
1: Anne McCabe knew my producer on this movie, Anne Carey, who we both have known for many years, but you guys had worked together
2: on Adventureland. Yeah, I cut Adventureland, and she was a producer on that, and she's a very smart, capable woman, and so that was appealing to me from the get-go.
1: She was the originator of this project, really, from the very beginning. She optioned the book that it's based on, knew the real woman, Lee Israel, who the movie is based on, And she had brought me into the project, so she suggested Ann McCabe. And we met and just hit it off.
2: And I'd seen Mari's other movie, Diary of a Teenage Girl which is a, a great movie with a great female character as well. Which so. Anne Carey also worked on. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of women in this uh, movie yes. and p- behind the movie and that was great yes. and I worked with a lot of men, which is great too, but it was refreshing
0: to work with women. Nicole Holofsener wrote the screenplay for Can You Ever Forgive Me to direct as her own project, so I asked about the origins of the screenplay and how Marielle came on board. So the
1: script had been around for a long time and Nicole Center there was an incarnation where actually she was going to direct it and Sadly, the whole thing fell apart. And it wasn't until really Melissa read it and got involved that it kind of got revived. And at that point, Nicole had another movie she was making and she couldn't do it in the time slot. So that's kind of how it got brought to me. And I'm close with Nicole. She was an advisor of mine at the Sundance Labs and has been a bit of a mentor to me. And so she at one point said, you know, if anybody else is going to direct this movie, I'd want it to be Mari. So go with God, essentially, and (laughs) let, let me take it on. And but yeah, it's an, it's an incredible script.
0: Melissa McCarthy is known for her exceptional improvisational skills, so I was curious if there was a lot of improvisation on the set.
1: There was no improvisation. She is an incredible dramatic actor, which I just think people don't know yet, or they've seen that side of her, but she's never been a lead, I don't think, not with this level of depth. I mean, she was so incredible. She was so incredible to work with and she was so prepared and so dedicated, and she's so subtle. Her performance is incredibly nuanced and subtle. But I didn't even really realize what a big deal it was that she wasn't improving until we were maybe two or three weeks into production, and it was going so well, and she and I had developed such a great rapport, and we were having such a nice time, and we were chatting on set one day, and she was commenting about how she had been talking to her husband, Ben, who's also a director, who directs her in a lot of movies, and she said, yeah, I told Ben how good I'm being on this movie. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, I told him I'm not improving at all. And I said, oh, I didn't really realize that was like such a big restraint for you. And she said, oh, he couldn't believe it. He said he can't get me to say a single line as written. I'm always coming up with a new way that I want to say everything. And I'm throwing the script out and coming up with something I think is funnier in the moment. And, uh, I said, well, I really appreciate that. I'm really glad that you're uh, sticking to this beautiful script. And she was like, I just love this script so much. And it felt really important. It didn't feel like that type of movie to me. She channels this woman. People are going to be, I think, really
2: blown away by her performance. Yeah, she's awesome. And it's funny because she did the Sean Spicer On the weekends during the shoot, she did. So she probably got it all out like on the weekend when she was imitating Sean Spicer. Yeah, she was
1: only really in New York because of this movie. And they SNL found out she was in New York and called on her to do that Sean Spicer bit. So we would be shooting Monday through Friday, and then Saturday night she'd go off and do Sean Spicer every weekend, basically. (laughs) (laughs) What? And it couldn't have been different, more different. I I mean, it was like, Mm -hmm. even though weirdly her eyebrows kind of looked similar in in both.
0: I also asked where they shot and posted the film.
1: We shot it all in New York, all around Manhattan, in old bookstores mostly, which are like going by the wayside, but we got to shoot in beautiful places like the Argosy and West Sider, which is this teeny little bookstore up in the Upper West Side, and all these places where Lee really sold her forgeries. And then we edited at
2: Light Iron and... We did all the post in New York, Harbor Sound. Harbor Sound, Damian Volpe was our sound supervisor. Yeah. Rob Fernandez was our mixer. We had a great New York crew. The Kelly whole the, was our post supervisor, yes. post producer.
1: Yeah, it was all a New York it was very much a New York movie, the whole thing was done here. And Nate Heller our composer was here and was with us in the edit room a lot and
2: the music is beautiful. Mm
1: for certain people it's going to feel like this love letter to new york and this love
2: letter to old new york and it's a celebration of a, a bygone era because most mccarthy's character is very much in love with the writers of a different era and music she she loves like blossom deary and billy holiday and dinah washington yeah so we got to use a lot of that music in the movie which was a lot of fun too yeah we we got to actually open the movie with a song that The real Lee
1: truly loved this Jerry Southern song. Yeah, we got a list of all the songs that the real Lee used to listen to. Yeah, they're part of that sort of jazz world, but they're very specific era, more 50s, 60s, female-centric, like female singers. She loved female singers. Really emotionally charged, beautiful music. I'm excited for people to see Melissa like this, and I hope that people, they know that they're they're going to see a really, truly different side of a fantastic actor. It's a real shift, and I think it's going to excite people.
0: Can You Ever Forgive Me is a Fox Searchlight release premiering October 19th. Generation Next is produced by Isabel Siderni and presented by Post-New York Alliance, because it's how you finish that counts. This session was mixed at Technicolor Postworks in New York by re-recording mixer Chris White. We welcome your suggestions for people and projects Write to us at framebyframe at postnewyork.org. Music credits for this episode include Jerry Southern's rendition of It's De Lovely by Cole Porter.